All right, welcome to another edition of the Weekly 5 Series, your safe place for chasing financial independence, where we'll help people like yourself build a financial strategy and hoping to make uh, working optional five to ten years early. This week's episode is part three of our path to FI, short for financial independence, where the title of this episode is Small Consistent Daily Actions. So this is episode seven of the Weekly Fives, which, as a reminder, stands for financial independence versus endless struggle. And I really hope you caught last week's episode, where in phase two, we shared how to assess your current financial situation. Uh, If you didn't catch it, uh, be sure to do so. I mean, phase one and phase two, and now phase three, all tie kind of nicely together. So go back and check out those uh, other episodes if, uh, if you haven't. All right. Uh, glad you're here. We always start with the macro update. Uh, a few headlines to keep you ahead of 90% of the rest of the world. Let's see what happened this week. All right. So this week, the big metric was CPI. That's our inflation measure. Uh, that came in at 3.1%. Now, that's versus an expected. So the Fed expected 2.9% down from 3.4% in December. So inflation seems to be sticky right now. They're having troubles getting it under that 3% level. Remember the Fed mandate, they're trying to get it down to 2%. Uh, This last 1% is going to be a big challenge, in my opinion. And remember, this is year over year. So yes, we're down slightly from December, but inflation is still 3.1% higher than January of 2023. So keep that in mind. You combine them two, you know, last year and this year, you're looking at 6% over like last two years. And that's why this number and everything that we talk about uh, on the weekly fives has to do with how are you protecting your wealth against inflation? What is your hedge? We cannot stick it into savings, earning half percent, even up to 3%, would just barely, um, you know, account for the current rates of inflation. So um, stock market did not like uh, that hot print and fill that day, only to bounce back the next day, which is kind of the environment we're in. Uh, market feel, you know, just says this feeling that we're, we're ripping higher. And um, in an inflationary environment, you could certainly see that assets go up. So uh, let's uh, let's see what uh, what comes about in um, March, which would be February's uh, number. Uh, Retail sales, which drives a lot of the activity in the economy that that came in. It was it was predicted to come in at negative point three percent, came in hotter at negative point eight percent. Weather was was certainly a factor in January. It could be a part of it. Um, that's why you never want to you don't ever want to put too much into one print. But uh, interesting to to monitor that as that drives a big portion of the economy. Jobless claims they remain steady right around uh, two hundred twelve thousand. Uh, so we've been floating in that two twelve to two twenty range. Uh, average mortgage rate that did tick up to six point seven percent for thirty year. That's still down from peaking at high sevens. Um, but keep in mind, three years ago, we were at 2.7%. 
Delinquency rate, another thing I'm kind of got my eye on just to kind of get a sense of, of where the market might go. Delinquency rate on credit cards is at 3%. Two years ago, we were at 1.8%. So this is certainly trending up. At the same time, you watch the delinquency rate of credit cards tick up. Personal savings rate is declining. Uh, it was 5.2% of disposable income. Just seven months ago, we're now down to 3.7%. So that spread between delinquency rate on credit cards and personal savings rate continue gets wider. I think that is certainly an indicator of how the consumer may be faring right now. Uh, switching over to the market update. So kind of a mixed bag. NASDAQ was down 1.4% for the week, still up 6.8 for the year. S&P 500 was down 0.4% for the week, up 5.5% year to date. Russell was green, up half percent for the week, but only 1.1% for the year. Bitcoin had a great week, up 7%, uh, now, now up 17% for the year. Oil was up another 2.3% for the week, up 3.5% year-to-date. Oil has been um, just kind of gradually moving higher, and where that plays into the inflationary number is that's when the consumer really starts to feel it. You hear people complaining most about rising gas prices right now um you know gas prices aren't aren't a big factor big issue if you see oil start to tick up heading into the summertime that could become a pressure point for the consumer and then the megs uh seven uh, that was down 1.8 percent for the week but still up 13 percent remember the magnificent seven that's your google apple amazon meta which is facebook uh, microsoft nvidia and Tesla. That's about it for the market. Okay. Uh, let's see. How are we doing on the fives challenge? Remember, um, trying to drive people to a brokerage account to um, have a place to invest dollar cost average in over a period of time. Uh, I'm picking five years. Every week I recap what my goals are. In this uh, challenge, there's five stocks in this basket. I use Fidelity to track my basket. And I'll start posting this more as we get further away from our position date, which was January 23rd. But it goes a little like this. So starting in January 2024, we will invest aggressively toward FI by contributing the majority of our monthly expenses to the F bucket. F bucket is freedom bucket. By maxing out our 401k, and DCA in the rest into five stocks. For the next five years, so that's until January of 2029, to reach financial freedom, why? Five years early, so we can travel young. Um, in the show notes of each episode lately, I've included a link, a Google Doc link, it's totally free, no paywall, to our bucket tracker. Highly recommend a good place to get started. doesn't matter if you're 16 years old or 60 it's a, it's a great, easy, simple, kind of fun way to track your expenses. Physical form, have it around the house so that you, uh, it's something that you can, you can go to daily. All right, so how are we performing? Uh, we're up 5.6% since January 23rd, three and a half weeks. Doesn't sound like too much, but over a short period of time, we'll take that, we'll take that all day. And remember, this isn't financial advice. It's just designed to show you how to start a brokerage account, uh, something that can earn you better returns than cash over the long run. And remember, my basket of five right now is Amazon, Google, 
uh, Mercado Libre, Home Depot, and PayPal, uh, with my bonus play being Riot, and that's a Bitcoin miner. So you do your own research, but my thought on how I picked these stocks was I wasn't worried about you know any deep diversification here. Uh, that's what the S&P 500 index funds are, like VU or VTI. Um, certainly have that in my retirement account. This is a separate fund. It's liquid. It's something you have access to. You don't have to wait till you're 59 uh, to access it. And I recommend everybody having one. You can pick one stock. You can pick five. You can pick 20. You know, it's up to you, whatever you want, uh, whatever you feel comfortable uh, managing. Um, but the way I picked it was this is a targeted group of winning companies I believe will be around in five years. And I bought what I feel is a, at a discount from the uh, all-time high. And uh, that also had a reasonable uh, market cap. So we're, we're trending okay there, uh, up 5% in just uh, almost four weeks. Okay. Now we talk about the bucket tracker. So this is my monthly expense update. Don't have a lot for you. We're kind of mid-month. And up to this point, uh, we've spent $4,700. Uh, the family has, has, you know, that's, you know, whether it's in the health bucket, the transportation bucket, the shelter bucket, um, or the freedom bucket, which is where most of the funds uh, go into. We track this every month. Uh, what you focus on expands, really helps you in weeding out the stuff that doesn't matter and focus on how you can flip the script and be um, investing most of your uh, expenses each month. So we're 4700 in in 16 days into the month. 2600 of that went into the F bucket. It's about 55%, which is a really good number. Remember the American household average is about 6%. So closing in on 10x that, and um, you certainly want to set a goal of allocating somewhere between 15 and 25% of your monthly expenses into that freedom bucket. It'll serve you well, and it'll allow you to get to a working optional state a lot earlier uh, than maybe you're tracking right now. So anyway, we share that openly and transparently with uh, our audience in hopes that it helps put things in perspective. For the younger crowd, it also tells you and gets you ready for what, what real life, what big expenses are on the average household. Uh, these are real life expenses and ways that you can trim the fat, so to speak, and focus on the stuff that really matters so that you can focus on uh, your uh, freedom bucket. Okay, now we've, we've reached the, the topic of the week, which is, uh, as I mentioned earlier, is phase three. Small, consistent daily actions. This is on your journey to FI. So let's get started. These are going to be five things that you do inside phase three and get to phase four, which is the accumulation zone. We really start to see your money uh, working for you. So what's the first thing in phase three? That's to track your expenses. So number one, track your expenses daily. I mentioned earlier what you focus on expands. We have a resource for you, free tool. The bucket tracker makes it fun for everybody at home. You cannot gain clarity of your financial path without knowing what you love and what you hate uh, spending money on. So there's a free resource there, and I hope you're using it. And uh, again, it, it's it's a it's a fun little one pager, really simple to have around the house and and track your expenses and really get a sense of of where you're at 
and where your money goes. So if you want more information on that, there, we have a specific episode, episode 22, just talks about how to use the bucket tracker. Check it out. Number two in phase three is <clears throat> we need to change our mindset on daily spending. All right, so what do I mean? Well, pay yourself first. Uh, n- no, let me, let me rephrase it. Get greedy at paying yourself first. How do we do that? Well, eliminate any expense that doesn't absolutely make you super happy or make new memories um, that are additive to your fullest life goals. I think a lot of times what we do is we just take whatever cash flow we have at the end of the month and we spend it. We buy things. We consume things that, that really don't matter and move us forward. Uh, don't really advance that that memory bank either. And so if you can take that cash flow and you can put that into your F bucket, you're going to be way, way better off and be able to do way more with your money um, in the long run. So changing our mindset is number two. And that's, you know, what we spend our money on. So you're tracking your expenses in number one, number two, change of mindset, paying yourself first. Number three, work your top line daily. What does that mean? Well, after you cut these expenses, the best way to increase your monthly cash flow is to increase your income or what we call your top line. So the best way to do that, to increase your income is investing in yourself. So that formula is the more net income minus less expenses because you're mindful about what you're spending money on will equal bigger cash flow for investing. So because once you're going to get to the point where you cut your expenses to a level where you can't cut them anymore, right? This is what I refer to as your baseline. And you, you should determine what that is, but that might take months to figure out. You'll start trending a certain way where your expenses come out the same. Our expenses were much greater when we just first started tracking these back in November and they've come down uh, significantly, which has helped led to more cash flow, which means more, which means more into our F bucket. So um, once you've cut that, your baseline down as much as you can, the only thing you can do to increase cash flow is more net income. So you invest in yourself so you can offer more skills to your employer so you can get promoted or, you know, maybe it's a side hustle right? Uh, And we'll get into a couple ideas here in a minute. So that's number three, work your top line. Number four, find like-minded inspiration. Find like-minded inspiration daily. So we've heard it. You are the average of the five people you most closely associate with. Um, I do believe in that. Um, Go seek people outside your normal circle. Find a podcast, Facebook group, X spaces, um, even masterminds in local communities um, that you can be part of that, that share in your passion. That's what I mean about like-minded inspiration, right? Somebody that, that equally enjoys kind of the mission, the journey you're on, because not everybody will. Um, but when you set your goals and you're living your values, then it's, it's focus, right? And you want to be around people that are, are cheering heavy for you. So, Find those like-minded, uh, that like-minded inspiration, and that'll just, um, you know, fuel your fire. So 
I like uh, I like doing that. And there's so many. It's so easy now to get part of communities. There's Facebook groups, and as I mentioned, different podcasts you can follow where you really feel a sense of that of that community. Um, number five, daily focus to increase your spread. So, this is another way of working on our top line, which was number three. But that spread, that cash flow, is again that difference between monthly net income and expenses. So. How do you incrementally focus on increasing that spread? Well, we talk about reducing expenses and then increasing your income. That will increase your spread. Well, how do you, what are the net income ideas? So one of the things that helped me, uh, leadership certification, I did it through Cornell University. I like to laugh that I'm an Ivy Leaguer. Uh, Not ready, but there's a lot of good certification courses out there in leadership and, and, and other things too that can really inform your employer that you still have, uh, you're hungry to move up, um, that you, you've got more in the tank and that your skill set, whether it's the hard skills or the soft skills, uh, can, can broaden. So I would recommend certifications. Um, you can also, um, add to a specific skill set. If you're in a big company, you might just have one task to do. And so doubling down and becoming the SME in that space, Versus if maybe you're in a smaller company, wear a lot of hats, then it's just broadening that skill set to be able to do other things. Gig work, side hustle work, right? There's websites like Fiverr that you can go on to. Certainly see what, what people are doing to earn extra extra money. Of course, there's, you know, always the, the ride share avenue. I think people, that's the first thing people think of, but that can get oversaturated too, depending on what market you're, uh, you're in. Uh, start an affiliate blog. So if you've done something that you've become an expert on because you've lived through it, you want to build a website, write about it, and then you can build an affiliate account through some like Amazon. There's others where you're recommending product and you get a small commission for, uh, for those recommendations, anybody that clicks through and purchases those. So daily focus on increasing your spread. This is just a few examples, but on the expense side, so that was the net income ideas. On the expense side... It's just, it's just one idea for you, and that's just cut stupid spending. At the end of the day, that's what it is. What are you really, what are you really spending that money for? Like, where do you want your money to work for you? Um, and what do you enjoy your money doing for you? Like, for us, it's, it's making new memories. Not repeated memories. It's new memories. So, um, the only way you get there is, is by not spending money on dumb things. So, okay, so that's, the, that's phase three. Those are the five things in phase three. Track your expenses daily. Change your mindset on how you spend money daily. Work that top line, right? That's your net income. How do you improve? How do you increase that? Find like-minded inspiration. You know, people that share in the same passion that you do. And then daily focus on how you increase that spread, which is cutting expenses so we not the stupid stuff, and then increasing your net uh, income. That will get you to better cash flow. That'll get more in your F bucket, and you can turn this ship around uh, really fast. So that's phase three out of five, and it's really about you know putting in the work. So small, consistent daily actions to reach financial independence. That's what's going to get you there, and. You know, when we track our expenses and you invest in yourself, you learn from like-minded individuals, these will all lead to big returns. 
But the key is that word consistency. Are you disciplined enough to do it day in and day out? That's why this was, this phase is about daily consistent actions. You can't just go a couple days, give up on it in a few months, and then get back at it. You will lose time. You'll lose ground. Okay. Got to wrap this episode. If you aren't subscribed, by the way, please do so. You can go to Apple, Google, or Spotify podcast player right there on your phone if that's where you're listening right now. Just click that follow button. That's really helpful. Uh, It allows us to get uh, better guests in the future so you don't have to listen to me all the time uh, and also helps us uh, rank the show better. So, all right, there you have it. That's phase one, two, and three mapped out for you. Next week, we'll touch on number four, the accumulation zone. Have a great week. Thanks for tuning in and talk to you later.